back to the Potentially Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel, and we are so excited for today's episode. Just so you guys know, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a special one. It is 4th of July week, and so there's only going to be one episode this week, and it's going to be kind of 4th of July themed, and then next week we'll get back to our schedule of two episodes a week. So we hope you enjoy your 4th of July. We hope that you get to spend it with your family and have a really good barbecue or whatever it is that you do. Go enjoy some fireworks and... Yeah, so today's episode, we really wanted to focus on two parts of the American dream. So the American dream a lot of times is just kind of summed up as monetarily, so how much money can you make? And I just would like to propose to you that that's not all there is to it. I think there are two parts of the American dream. One is the aspect of freedom. A lot of people are coming to this country in search of religious freedom and other freedoms. And then the second one would be the finance side of it, of creating a life for yourself and for your family that you may not be able to achieve in other countries. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget about the side of people just coming here to better their life, not even financially. In a lot of countries, you don't have the freedoms we have here to say what you want, do what you want, and it can be a really great opportunity for people. I think maybe in the beginning, a lot of people thought coming here for the money was going to be where it was at and realized you don't just instantly become rich when you get here. You have all these freedoms and it gives you the opportunity to do more. So potentially you could make more money, but if not, at least you have a better quality of life. Right. So I think you touch on something really important is that just because you're here doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You have to put in a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into achieving whatever it is you want to achieve. And we talk about that a lot, about how it's a lot about your personal responsibility and what you want out of life and what you're willing to put into it. And I think that's really, really important. And so today I wanted to talk about something that probably a few of you out there are not going to agree with me and you're not going to be too happy, but a current topic that we see a lot in the financial world now is generational wealth. And generational wealth is seen as like the boogeyman, the bad thing. A lot of people see it as oh, the only way that you can get wealthy anymore, the only way you can have the American dream is if you're born into a rich family and that's all there is to it. And so first, I would like to dispel that notion right there. So I have a few statistics that I wanted to share with you. The first one is 90% of wealthy families lose their wealth by the third generation. And I actually think there's some kind of saying that goes along with this. I think it's like shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, something like that. But it's the idea that someone builds it, someone maintains it, and someone loses it. And I'm sure there's a million different theories of why that is. Maybe the third generation doesn't have to work as hard, and so they're not used to having to go out and achieve something themselves so they end up losing the money. I don't really know, but I'm just telling you what the stat is. So that's the first one that I'd like you to think about. And then the second one that I wanted you to think about was that only 21% of millionaires have received an inheritance at all. 16% received more than $100,000 and only 3% received a million dollars or more. So that means 79% of millionaires received absolutely no inheritance. They were given nothing, absolutely nothing. So I think both of those statistics, if you kind of keep those in mind, will help us frame the argument a little bit. 
I think this is a really great statistic to look at because a lot of people when they think about wealth just assume everyone was born into it. They didn't have to do much to get there. There are a few people who maybe worked really hard to get to that amount of money, but really if your family's not rich, you can't achieve it, which is just not true at all. Um, I think that part of the generational wealth idea is the fact that maybe when you're ancestors, the first ones to come here, they were really, really struggling. They didn't have a lot of education, but then their kids got slightly more education, had a little bit better opportunities, and so on and so forth from there, which is kind of the case with our family is, you know, as the generations went on, people were able to achieve a little bit more because they had a better opportunity because it slowly built up. So our great-grandparents' generation was the generation that came over from Italy. So they immigrated here from Italy. And just to get specific on like one lineage, obviously we have more than one grandparent, but if we just want to take one lineage, and I take this one because I've heard the story many times from my dad, is that his grandfather, so our great-grandfather, came over from Italy, was extremely poor. You know, the whole immigrant story had a couple bucks in his pocket, right? And that was him. And he worked really hard and he was a, a mason, I believe is what it's called, right, as well? A mason? Yeah. He did like bricklaying. Yeah, bricklaying. So he worked really hard his entire life and he was able to, you know, make a little bit of money. And then his son, so my dad's dad, our grandfather, decided he was going to go to school. He only went for one semester, so he actually didn't come, he didn't finish, but he finished more school than his father ever did, and he became a truck driver and married a nurse, and both of them, you know, created that, or worked on creating from a more poor to a more, like, poor middle class, I would say, you know, the further they got into their careers, and were able to help their kids and push their kids, and then my dad went to college, finished college, became a pilot, and was able to give us a life where I would say was more upper middle class. And now here we are. And obviously we don't know where we're going to finish off. We have a lot of years left to go. We're working on it real hard. But I would say that that is the American dream. And we've talked about that a lot within our family is the idea that people think the American dream is coming here and becoming a millionaire right off the bat. And while that might very well happen for you, and if it does happen for you, I applaud you. That's amazing. I think a lot more common is the idea that families can build on themselves and they can get better over time and each generation can get better. I love hearing that story because it's just really reminds you the reason that your family came over here, what they were trying to provide for you. And, you know, we got that. Me and my sisters are able to go to school, maybe with some debt or something, but we're able to go to school, do whatever we want to do in life, and at least attempt to have that financial side of the American dream, which, you know, is great if it happens. And if not, we have a really great life here and our ancestors provided that for us by coming here and risking it all to find these freedoms for us. So I think it's great to remember that even if you don't achieve all the financial goals you want and become a millionaire, you still have something great here and you should try to appreciate that. And I think a lot of people kind of, when they're looking at the negative aspects of this, they say, well, it's not fair. It's not fair that, let's take an extreme. Let's take like the daughter or son, I don't even know, the kids of Jeff Bezos. I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos has kids, the creator of Amazon. So he worked really hard. He created this company. It's become huge. He's a billionaire you know, he's found more success than most people ever will. And, you know, his kids didn't do that, right? But his kids are going to reap the rewards of that. And people find that unfair 
and they get angry about it. And to be completely honest, I just don't relate with that. I just say, so, like truly so. What does him creating wealth for himself and a product that I use every week and has helped millions of people's lives in the United States, why do I feel the need to feel jealous or bitter towards his family? He worked really hard. He created this awesome life for his kids. Why do I care? Why do I care? Me caring about his life and his kid's life is not going to make me successful or my family successful. It's going to do absolutely nothing except for put me in a state of envy and greed. And being in a state of envy and greed is not good for you or anyone that's around you. So truly, if you think about people who have better, it seems like better opportunities than you do, I just say, so what? So what? You can still do it yourself. Who cares? And like we said earlier, we have that statistic of how 90% of wealthy families lose it by the third generation. Even if that wasn't true, you know, even if they never lost the money, I would say who cares? But they do lose the money. So I think it just shows you that money is not this static thing that you will have forever because you've had it in the past. So that can go for you on a personal individual level where you gain wealth and then you lose it because you got unlucky or you did something dumb or whatever it is or you squandered it. And it can happen within families. You've built up this wealth, you've built up this wealth, and now you don't work really hard anymore and it goes away. Whatever the reason is, focusing on what other people have and what you don't have is not going to make you successful. Focusing on yourself and what you can do to improve yourself is going to make you successful. That's something I think a lot of people struggle with. Not me personally, really. I'm really happy if anybody else is doing well around me and it just pushes me to try harder to have that for myself. And I think that's a good attitude for others to try to have for themselves is be happy for those around you. And if you want that, then work really hard to try to get that. And if you don't, so be it. You know, not everything is fair in life. Someone's going to have more money than you always. You're never going to be the richest person. But if you're working really hard achieving the goals you want to achieve, then that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's not something I struggle with either. I really don't get resentful for other people who are wealthy because it's not a finite pie. Just because they're wealthy doesn't mean I can't be. That's not how I look at it at all. I would really encourage any of our listeners out there to, if you do feel that way, if you do feel yourself feeling envious and greedy towards others who have things that you don't have, I would really turn that in on yourself and self-examine that and see, why does that make you so angry? Is it a feeling of unfair? Is it a feeling of you feel excluded or whatever it might be? And I would just really question how that how that other person is really affecting your life. They don't know you. They don't know anything about your life. That, that feeling that you're keeping on the inside where you are constantly looking at others and wanting what others have and saying, woe is me, I can't do this, I'll never be able to do this. They're never going to feel that anyways. You're just hurting yourself with that feeling. And I promise you that if you have the mindset that you can't do it because other people have had different opportunities than you, I promise you, you won't do it. It is all about mindset. I promise you, you won't do it. And I think the other kind of hypocritical thing about this is that when you talk to people who don't have money, what do they want? They want to create money. And why do they want to create money? They want to create it so their children can have it, which there is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's why I want to create money. I want to be able to leave my kids in a better state than I was in. And so if somebody is successful at that, 
why do we have to feel negative towards them? Who cares? They just did the thing that we all wanted to do. So now that they achieved it, but you haven't achieved it yet, means that you have to feel negative towards it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it doesn't even matter. Like most of the time, these people are very generous people. They help a lot of people out. All of that is great. I think charity is wonderful. I think the whole thing with Dave Ramsey is that live like no one else today so you can live and give like no one else in the future. I think that's a great saying. But honestly, even if it was the most Scrooge person in the world that was wealthy and gave zero dollars to anyone but himself, I would say, who cares? So what? Worry about your own life and getting your family in a place where it needs to be. I agree with you. You should focus on your own life. Do the best you can. I know for me, I'm trying really hard to set up a life that I can give my kid anything they want. You know, I won't give them stuff I don't want to give them, but I don't want to have to say no because I have to say no. You know, you want to give everything to your kids. So yeah, don't Try not to be jealous of someone else who can provide that. Just work hard on yourself and being able to do that for them. And if you end up not being able to do as much as you want, I guarantee that your kids are still going to appreciate you even if you said no a couple of times and don't have all this money to give them. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And yeah, I know I have strong feelings about this and I'm sorry if this makes some of you guys mad out there. I'm not trying to make you mad. It's just, it's really how I feel and I think a way that maybe if you are feeling some of those feelings of greed and envy, I think what you can do is you can look at your life exactly how it is right now, no more, no less, not how it's going to be in the future. You can look at your life exactly how it is right now and try to feel a sense of gratitude that there are many people in the world who have a worse situation than you right now so many people in the world. And I think that puts it a lot into perspective. And I'm so grateful for all of the opportunities, standard of living, the country that I was born into that I'm extremely proud of. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now with regards to the United States. And while I think we can always make improvements, um, because everyone can make improvements, that's the whole point of this podcast. So whether you're a country or you're an individual, People can always make improvements. And so while I agree with that, I am still eternally grateful for where I was born. I feel blessed to be born where I was born. And I don't want to squander that opportunity. That's why I want to work so hard to feel like I am worthy of the opportunity that I was given. I also feel extremely blessed to have been born here. I work hard every day to try to live up to that and do the best I can because I know there are people out there who can't even try to work up out of the financial situation they were born into. So if that's the part of the American dream you're worried about, then I think you should feel very grateful to be here. On the other side of things, like we were talking about in the beginning, being able to have all the freedoms and everything, I think you should feel very blessed about those as well because without that we wouldn't even be able to try to make changes in the United States like we want to. And so as you go into this July 4th weekend and if you're listening from a different country because I know we have listeners from different countries then you know you can do this about your own country but for specifically for our American listeners when you go into your July 4th weekend have a good time have fun but also reflect on how great of a position that you are in that we can even be in a country where we can have these discussions and be allowed to have these discussions and be working towards a better country together and how extremely important it is that I think that we work together. And I don't think 
anyone else could say it better than the writers of the Declaration of Independence. So, as they said, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. I don't think a better message has ever been written, a better message for how to run a country, and I hope that we continue to work together to strive to meet the requirements that were written that day in the Declaration of Independence. Happy Fourth of July. We'll talk to you guys next time.